Today on Locked On, Red Wings, disappointing global series for Detroit as they blow a lead against the Leafs, only getting one of a possible four points. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Scotty, happy Monday, buddy. I'm back home, so our audio and video quality should be keen up, but we are back. You know, to uh, to the credit of the old gaming headset and uh, the, the Wi-Fi in the middle of uh, BF Nowhere, uh, the, the audio was actually not bad. Yeah, there was a couple um, times where it sounded a little glitchy, but we we, we persevered. We made yeah, it through. the audio wasn't bad. The video you filmed yeah. on a potato, but like uh, the audio was really not bad. The video was the same webcam. It's just, there was not enough upload speed. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, it's, it's not it's a bandwidth for sure. But I mean, um, that's what, that's what hate $30, $50 HyperX gaming headset works perfect when you're gaming with your friends. And when you have to re- record a podcast on the fly. So hey, so we ball, baby. A little quick uh, shout out to HyperX for their, their cheap and efficient gaming headsets. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Red Wings, obviously, Epic Games a few days old at this point because they played at two on a Friday, yeah. but we record a day in advance, so we re- we'll talk about it today, and not great, uh, Scotty, necessarily. Great, I mean, they got out to a great start, played a great 40 minutes, and then blew it in the third, and we will talk about it, but I almost feel like where we should start should actually be with what happened most recently with the Detroit Red Wings. They waved, and I didn't even know they waved him. Honestly, I, I don't remember seeing anything about them waving Austin Zarnick, but I saw a notification today uh, by one of the national beat writers, can't remember which one, saying that he cleared. And I was like, oh, okay, Zarnick's back in Grand Rapids. Apparently that's happening. Uh, and then the Red Wings officially announced it on their Twitter or X account, whatever you want to call it. So the Red Wings roster, assuming Jake Wallman is out, for a, a long, lengthy period of time, it's, it's hard to tell because obviously we haven't heard anything, but it, it didn't look great the way he crashed into that and got off the ice. The Red Wings roster, if he goes on IR, will be down to 21 players, which then opens the door for somebody to be called up from Grand Rapids. They're at 12, 6, and 3 currently, and you want to carry usually one extra player, be it on offense or defense, as a healthy scratch. But if they sent Zarnik down, who is their extra forward, that leads me, Scotty, to believe that maybe they're calling up a defender in turn because this team needs it. A little bit of cope going on there, a little bit of hope. But <laughs> they desperately need it. Yeah, man. I uh, Well, I mean, for starters, I, I think it's easy to – it's not easy – it's actually very not easy, but the historically you would just look at this roster and go, well, how about we actually grow up and drop the third goalie? Um, but I don't think you could do that right now. <laughs> just like performance wise, like not even, you know, like roster construction and all that, you know, wanting to, to guarantee that you keep all three of these guys throughout 82. But uh, I, I don't think the wings can afford that. 
Uh, Lion played. We'll talk about his performance. He was pretty pretty darn solid, I think, uh, over the weekend on Friday. Oh, and, yeah, that's, uh, like said, that we'll, game's we'll, not on him. Yeah, no, not at all. And, uh, again, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show when we do, like, the actual game recap. But my point being, you know, with, with Lion doing as, as well as he just did in his first outing of the season finally, with Huso struggling the way he is and, and with Reimer being kind of just like this toss-up wild card, uh, I think you got to keep all three of them. So that removes that conversation. So you need an extra skater. And yeah, I, I think it makes the most sense to go defenseman there. Uh, you've proven that you do not fear doing 11-7 anyways. And so why not? Uh, you, your, your fourth liners don't get a ton of playing time as is. So I, I think defenseman makes sense. Obviously, if Wolman's hurt, that makes, you know, is the reason why you're doing these moves, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think I speak for most people when I say I would love the notification on Tuesday or whenever this happens to be the promotion of Simon Edvinson. I think that that would be awesome. And I think that it kind of makes perfect sense, especially if it's, and this is kind of like a, a, good bad situation here but if Wallman's injury happens to be significant which I'm I'm praying and hoping that it is not but if it's a you know four to six weeks or like it's a while uh then that makes even more sense to bring up Edmondson because if, if it's a short stint then it's like all right well you know why would we bring him up for a week he's gonna play one of three games and send him back down or whatever if, it, if it's a substantial injury where you're gonna be missing Wallman for the foreseeable future um it, it, it honestly, I'll go as far to say it better be Simon Edmondson. Well, we talked about it too, right? At the start of the season with seven actual defensemen. And now we say that in air quotes, but at the beginning of the season, we were like, this team's got seven like real NHL caliber defensemen. There's not playing time for a Simon Edmondson on the roster. But if, and again, we hope it's not, but based on the way he looked when he got off the ice, um, after that, he took that yeah, didn't look nasty great. crash. We'll talk about the ice quality later too. That was looked like it was probably abysmal. Um, but if Jake Wallman is out long-term, then this defensive core is very much in the air in terms of ice time. Moritz Sider, top line guarantee. But, I mean, I know Ben Sherratt mostly filled in on that spot and actually didn't have a terrible game. I don't, he's such a, I can't figure it out. He's an enigma again. But I think every other spot on that defensive core, I think the minutes are there for Simon Edmondson if he outperforms. Because right now, with how this defense is playing, there's not a single player on the defensive core who I think absolutely, without a shadow of the doubt, maybe Ghost, maybe Ghost, deserves the ice time over a rookie like Simon Edmondson. And that just speaks to how bad this defense is playing right now. I, it's from a night-to-night night basis. Like, you don't know which of the pairs is going to completely crap the bed. I mean, even like Sider and Wallman have had they've never looked as bad as some of the other pairs, but even they've had bad games. But with Wallman out now, I mean, Sider is the only one who is guaranteed ice time at this point. The only one who's not going to be a question for a scratch on a nightly basis. The ice time is absolutely there for Simon Edmondson. And this team with how this defense is playing, like I tweeted it out. The, I think it might've been during the Leafs game, but like I legitimately do not know what to do with this defense anymore. 
like on paper, it's supposed to be upgraded in every way, shape, and form. And at times when I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't really know if this is that much better than the, the defensive core we had last year with a Jordan Osterley, a Robert Haig, and a Gustav Lindstrom. Like they still play lost. They, they dog. still dog Swedish player. Um, they still look lost out there. They they don't look like they have any chemistry built up. They're puck watching like crazy. They're very soft in front of their own net. And I'm just like, these are veterans. Like this is a defensive core full of veterans making rookie mistakes. It feels like, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather watch an actual rookie come up, be fun to watch as they grow and make rookie mistakes than a veteran who's supposed to know better making the same mistakes. And that's where it comes down to. It's like, they need such help on defense that why don't you call your, was it, was he eighth overall a couple of years ago? Simon Evanson, sixth or eighth. I get them all confused at this point, but like, why not call him up at this point? It's just this defensive core is so bad. He can't make it worse. I feel like he can only serve to improve it because <laughs> he's no. good. He's playing good in Grand Rapids too. Despite that, the Grand Rapids not playing that hot right now. He's getting big time minutes. He's got 17, uh, seven points in 13 games. He has looked like a stud in the game. I went to, which is just one small sample size. He was the best player on the ice. So I, I just don't know why he's not up, but I feel like, and this is my cope and my hope, but I'm hoping that the Zarnik assignment to Grand Rapids, a forward being assigned to Grand Rapids, when this roster could possibly be down two players now, is, is a, a preamble to him getting called up closer to Wednesday. They wouldn't do it immediately because if there's games to be played in Grand Rapids, you would play him in Grand Rapids. But I'm hoping because this team needs it. They need defense. Yeah, to me, it's it's really it's not rocket science. Like at the end of the day, who gives you the higher ceiling, right? Like in this entire organization, who's the one player you could call up to give you the highest ceiling to help your defense? That is the objectively the answer is Simon Evanson. So and the minutes are there, dude. Like there's yeah, no. Well, it's it. Not only is it there, just in in terms of like Wallman's hurt, so obviously there's going to get stuff shuffled around. Um, but just in 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 practice, you know, looking at what we've seen so far this season, uh, I mean, there's been so much shuffling, and like everybody's like eating, right? Like every everybody everybody's getting not, not eating necessarily in performance, but like everybody is getting opportunities, right? Everybody is getting plenty of minutes and opportunities. And, and again, that, that really just brings up my, my initial point, which was if, if Wallman, if this is even remotely long-term uh, you better bring up somebody that you're comfortable being on the roster, uh, you know, long-term it isn't just like a placeholder or a filler. Uh, and I think Edmondson is very much that. So. Absolutely. Uh, so when we return, we're going to take a quick short break. And when we return, we're going to get into the game against the Leafs itself. Uh, they blow a two nothing lead, lose three to no, or three to two in the second oh, period. Good lord, they lost three to two guys against the Leafs. So we'll break down that game uh, in segments two and three. So stay tuned. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, and exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's get into the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, the Red Wings lost. You all know that by now. Three to two. They blow a two to nothing lead and walk away from Sweden with one of a possible four points. A really deflating global series for the Detroit Red Wings um, in very important two games against divisional opponents as well. And I mean, I've said my gripes about the scheduling of it for the Red Wings. I think it's a little bit BS, but you still got to show up, play the games and win. And, you know, for different reasons, they didn't get these wins. Um, I, I will say, Scotty, I do think that for the first 40 minutes of this hockey game, they played very well. And especially at five on five, pretty much actually exceptional, except, uh, wait, exclusively. That's what I'm looking for. Exclusively at five on five, uh, cause their power play continues to struggle, but the same could be said against the Ottawa senators game. I mean, one of the biggest complaints that we've had in recent weeks is that their five on five hasn't looked good. They seem to have at least figured that out to a degree. Um, I thought for all 60 minutes against the Senators, they were the better team at five on five. The puck just wasn't going in the net. And then penalties and defensive lapses cost them that game in the end, even though they made the comeback. It ultimately cost them that game. In this game, they were the better five on five team for the first 40 minutes, and they got out to a two nothing lead. I thought that that coupled with the top and fourth line on offense were the brightest spots in this game and Alex line. Yeah, I I completely agree. I, I think that uh, it's just it's so frustrating. It is <laughs> like the we've been asking them, begging them to get off to a hot start, score the first goal, right? Get off to an early lead, take some of the pressure off of like the the backing yourself into a corner where like you need to play well in the third period to make it a game, and they finally did that and. Here we are. Same conversation. Uh, it, it just, it's become a meme at this point. Like they just, they, they can't play for three whole periods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, if, if it's not the first, it's the third. And it's, it's so consistently been periods two and three, they play better specifically period three. They play really well. The first period they get off to a slow start. And then this one's just the complete opposite because you know, Screw you, that's why. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so deflating and so demoralizing. It really is. I mean, they they really brought it to the Leafs. We talked a lot in our keys to the game about how the one thing you really need to do to seal a win in this one is shut down their top six. And they did that for the first 40 minutes. The Leafs couldn't get anything going. Um, we also said you got to convert on the power play, and they continue to struggle with that. I mean, if we talk about the things that really cost them this game in the end, I do think the grind of playing back to backs had a lot to do with that third period. The Toronto Maple Leafs began to really bring the pressure in the third period and being down a defenseman only ro rotating five demon after the Jake Wallman injury really started to grind on them in the defensive zone. So time, like as time went on and those long shifts continued with just continued Leafs pressure, like we I could see it coming from a mile away. Um, but also like they were, they were just playing so conservative in the third period 
they were not being aggressive in their own defensive zone whatsoever. And that might also be, that might be partly scheme, which they got to not do that. Like this team has such, I mean, we, and that's why I, I think tomorrow we're going to have a conversation about concern level because it feels like every single game for one reason or the other, we talk about continuing bad trends. This team has gotten on since their five game win streak to start the season. Now, a lot of it, but one of their main problems they've continued to have is the failure to close out games, blowing leads late. They did it again in this one. A bad, you know, they gave up the one goal, which was fine. You Now you're up two to one, but then a bad more insider penalty. And next thing you know, William Nylander, who you cannot give the opportunity, he's leading the league in points right now. This guy is unreal. He's going to get paid. Maybe not by the Leafs. I don't know how much cap space they'd have. He'd look good in a winged wheel. That's all I'm saying. But William Nylander, He's been incredible. He's got a point, I think, every single game right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's been their definitively best player, most consistent player, at least, on forward. And the next thing you know, on power play, he scores the goal and ties it up. And from there, you're just hoping you can stay alive. And then Justin Hull has an egregious turnover behind the net, and it's 3-2, to two and the game's over. They blow the game again late. They couldn't seal... Overtime with two seconds left against the Senators. And with, I think, less than three minutes left in this game, maybe four minutes, they allow a goal against the Leafs, and you walk away with one out of a pot. Like, honestly, they could have, at very minimum, gotten two. You're looking at three, possibly. Or four. Like, it's just crazy. Like, you just lock it down late in overtime or in the third period, and you're walking away with at least three points. A win against the Leafs. And at worst, a shootout loss to the Ottawa Senators. Just the inability of this team to close out games continues to baffle me, along with their inability to score. Like, we are so far removed from that five-game hot streak and that power play hot streak that it doesn't even feel like part of the same season anymore. Like, you look at where they stand, and it's so inflated because of that five-game win streak. You have to literally actually look at these last 10 games or whatever they've had to really find out how they've been performing as a whole. It's just they're they're three five and three since their five game win streak, guys. They have not been good. And I just I want I just I'm starting to get worried. Do you want to know what's super not great? <laughs> um, when you are a team who has hung their hat on scoring late and being like a third period team. And yet, one of your biggest flaws is penalties late in games and not being able to close out hockey games. Mm-hmm. One of your strengths being scoring goals in the third with one of your biggest weaknesses being struggling in the last like two to four minutes of hockey games. That's really bad. That's scary. <laughs> that's terrifying. The fact that, that you can just completely like mitigate your, your entire like one of your entire strengths with one of your weaknesses. It's not, it's well, not good. And it's so frustrating too, because for how long have we been asking this team to be better at five on five, right? Like some of it you wonder is if it's bad luck too, because and obviously that's part of it. And I'm not trying to like brush off their problems. They have a lot of issues and we've broken it down. I mean, obviously their defense is an issue and their goaltending is awful. And if you're going to have bad goaltending, you have to have good defense to insulate your bad goaltending. Look at the Carolina Hurricanes and every goalie they've ever had. They play phenomenal defensively. So their goaltending never gets exposed until those goalies leave the organization and go to a different organization. But the Red Wings are bad defensively and in net. 
So every single game, you can't close it out. And then you take a bad penalty. So they get a power play late, which stifles Dude, your own offense. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, again, like we, like, I, I can't remember the exact game that it was, but like, I, I brought that up for the first time, what, like a week and a half ago, maybe. And I was like, oh, like, it's a pretty big thing. Like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not happening every single game, but it's happening relatively frequently and it's still happening. And now like every single game since then it has happened and it's just so egregious. So they had a 45% Corsi four percentage in that five to one start they had to the season and they were carried by power plays, right? We were talking about it and like just incredible shooting percentage at five on five. They're still scoring goals despite the fact they were getting dominated and they, they were just being carried by that power play and incredible shooting percentage. Well, since then they have had a Corsi four percentage well in this stretch where they are three, five and two, they've had a Corsi four percentage of 52%, which is pretty damn good guys. Like it's hard to get. 1% above 50%. 2 2% above 50% is incredible. At 5 on 5, they've been the better team in this stretch where they are 3 5 and 2, but their power play and shooting percentage just has just fallen off. Their PDO at this point is 98.7%, which is basically guys luck. Like that is essentially what PDO is. It is an evaluation of luck. It's a regression to the mean. By the end of the season, everyone's going to be within like a percent a half percent of 100. And that's where you want to be. They're Hot right point, now in this baby. stretch they've been unlucky but they've also played like just like key plays defensive breakdowns bad penalties the inability to close out games it's just all coming together unfortunate i don't think they're this bad but it's been 10 games of this now scotty and they have three wins three in their last 10 that's not good and i do begin to worry yeah i mean like like i said we'll we'll kind of have a, an episode this week where we just like I don't know, talk about levels of concern and whatnot. That can, that can be an episode either tomorrow or, uh, or the next day. But um, yeah, man, I, I mean, it, it's just really the saying that just keeps repeating in my head is just like, it's always something. Yeah, it is always it, something. It's always, <laughs> there's just, there's something new every day, man. And like, they finally fix one thing and they put the, the, the bubble gum on like the hole in the pipe to stop it from leaking. And then another one shoots out and it's just like this impossible game of just like trying to to patch over the things we've been asking them to patch over but then the second that they do that something else the power play you know, goes dry as soon as they fix the five on five right like, yeah <laughs> it's, just, it, it's it's ridiculous it's um yeah it's uh it's like trying to fold a fitted sheet like it's just <laughs> like it's it's literally <laughs> every time you think you got a corner down boom just kidding it's uh it's wild we're going to take another quick break, um, but when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, we got to talk about Alex Lyon yet and maybe some of the about the ice as well. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor McDavid could score 50 goals. He'll maybe with a new head coach behind the bench, things will start picking up. Let's say William Nylander or maybe Elias Patterson. Those guys are off to rip roaring starts for sure. And the Red Wings could hoist the Stanley cup. If they ever figure out how to make everything click at the same time and not just switch problems on and off. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the lockdown NHL network sleeper is our number one choice 
for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr, Nylander, Pedersen, Hughes, just pick one of the three Hugheses, each one of them is a stud, and uh, whether or not they'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100-time bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Red Wings fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment two, or segment three, rather, Lockdown Red Wings. Um, Yeah, so I guess to finish up, I mean, to summarize my frustrations with this weekend, it's it comes back down to what we said. It, despite the fact that they're playing good at five on five, they still struggle to score first. They still struggle to prevent defensive lapses and they still struggle in net. It's just, and they still struggle to score in the power play. So all those things, I mean, it's not one thing they got to fix. It's a lot of things. And there's definitely some luck involved that has got to level out, but man, is that a frustrating four points that are out the window against divisional opponents. I mean, thankfully they're still very much in it because the division's very tight, but I just hope that those two divisional games don't come back to bite them in the butt later on. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Alex Lyon, I know he finished the game with like a sub 900 save percentage, but I He's thought good, considering it was his first game and he got thrown in the mix overseas after not having played for a month and a half into the season, he looked good. He against hasn't one played of the- since June. Yeah, <laughs> he's been played in an NHL hockey game since June, man. And he I was, went there and had a shutty through too. I was, yeah, I was really impressed with him against one of the NHL's premier scoring elite uh, teams. Granted, the Red Wings did a good job through the first forty at stifling that that talent in the third ta- in the third period. It finally broke through, but um, I, and I definitely did see some rust online, a little bit of scrambling here and there to make saves, but. He made some big time saves and didn't give up rebounds. And that's something I think this team's really struggled with in that is not giving up juicy rebounds. And he didn't do that. And I mean, we talk a lot about riding the hot hands, and you know, it's hard to consider a loss a hot hand, but out of the three goalies we've seen most recently, he's given you the most solid performance. And if you're alone and you've been preaching, give the goalie who's playing the best the ice time, I say trot him back out there. I know they still are committed to Huso, thinking he's the starter. I don't know how long he's going to be out with the baby. Um, but I say, give Lyon as many chances he can take until he proves that he's not the goalie. Right. I mean, there's no, that's going to be the biggest issue in that for the Red Wings. It is kind of what it is at this point. You know, we can do things to help fix the defense. We can do, I think the forward depth, honestly, I think the forward depth has been overall fine. I think Rasmussen's out to a slow start. Um, but I think we've been given pretty much what we were expecting out of the forward group. You know, we've had scoring through all three lines, except for that fourth line, really, but that's not really a line you expect to get a lot of goals from. So it's really just that goaltending where you just, it is what it is. You know, that you're not going to have good goalies this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly been a, a or at least consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a frustrating start to the, the season in that regard for sure. Um, 
I mean, I've been banging the drum to try to get this dude in a hockey game for like three weeks now. So I'm glad that we finally got to see him. I think he was fine. Uh, I Obviously, the third period, uh, not as great as the first two. But uh, I, I think that, you know, like you said, a lot of that was just opportunities spiking up. Um, and, and even if you're, you know, like we're the goalie defenders, ha, ha, ha. Like even if you like hate his performance or whatever, um, is it significantly worse than what we've been getting out of the other two? Like, no, certainly not. So that's exactly it. It's like right. there's no so, goalie right now that's like that's the guy. And right. that's the biggest problem. So I, if you're going to continue rostering all three and you're going to continue having the the starter and like the main workhorse have a sub 900, then like may, maybe we maybe we sprinkle in Alex line a little more, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I'm I, and I'm not expecting this dude to have a 950, right? Like I'm <laughs> not expecting Alex line to go out there and like take over the reins as the starter or something, but like. I would much rather give opportunity to other people than just continue bashing our head against the wall and, and watching the the goaltending that we've seen so far. Uh, Reimer has more good games than bad up to this point. I, I'm fine with playing him. I don't know what kind of schedule they have him on and like how many games they're comfortable playing, but I'm assuming they're not going to ride a 40 year old into the ground. Like <laughs> I, I think- added, a, added a few years onto him there, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's not 40. Sure, exaggerating a little bit, I guess. But, like, he's close. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just, like, I, I'm i a lot more – I would like to see Lion more than once every two months. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, again, Lalone said he's going to ride the hot hand. He said the reason he couldn't get Lion into games is because Reimer was playing really well. Um, cause they, they're committed to Vili Husso getting the bulk of the workload. And so they're going to sprinkle those other guys in, but Reimer was playing well. Well, Reimer hasn't played well the last couple of games. Lion just had a good game against one of the best scoring teams in the NHL. Put him back in the net. Let it, let's see, let's keep rolling Lion until again, he proves that Reimer should get a start. It's, it's that simple. You know, what's crazy about this game, Scotty. So the Red Wings in the first period had a 52% share of the Corsi, a 54% share of the Fenwick, 50% in the second for Corsi, the expected goals for percentage in the first and second were 51 and 59 for the Red Wings. So you would think that even though they were really just caved in in the third period, overall, they'd still come out with the lead. No. The Maple Leafs had such a dominant third period. They got 64% of the Corsi's share, 60% of the Fenwick, and then 82% of the expected goals that at the end of the third period, the Maple Leafs had 55% of the shot attempts total in this game. And get this, in the third period alone, the Maple Leafs had nine high-danger chances. Yeah, that's messed up. Nine. I mean, again, I think part of it is a a combination of fatigue from playing back-to-back, just grind-them-out games, and on top of trying to convert to and being with five defensemen and trying to play a conservative game. You can't play conservative against the Leafs. And I'm sure, again, that fatigue played a big role. But that's just so frustrating that through the first two periods, you really handled your business. And then in the third, you just shut down and let the Leafs just roll right over you. Ah, it's just so frustrating. Ice quality sucked, too. Yeah, I know we wanted to talk about that. We can kind of also, yeah, by the way, Reimer, Reimer's 35. <laughs> so That's why I was like, he's not. Yeah, don't, let my, uh, don't let my. My tirade there uh, get in the way of, of his actual age. But uh, point kind of still remains, though. No, it does. It last does. Season. But um, anyway, yes, ice quality, um, 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, we were talking about it during the game. Not that it's an excuse, right? No, both teams play on the same ice. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's an excuse to for the, the wins and losses. Uh, I think we might find out that Wallman has something to say about it. But right. I, uh, I think that it... I love the global series. I love trying to grow this beautiful game. I'm I'm all about it. Um, but we need uh, we we need more. I mean, stability on on what quality control. Are, right on what these guys are gonna are gonna be playing on over there. I mean, ball. the amount of times I could li- I was literally starting to count how many times a player would try to turn and just wipe out. And oh, I don't yeah, know. It's the, the most blown tires I've seen in a game in quite a while. And I don't know if it's because whoever was sharpening their skates was bad or if the ice was just that bad. But because again, I was watching the boonies. So my video quality was like <laughs> literally 360. At times I literally couldn't see who was on the ice. It was so blurry. Um, but like if you watch Jake Wolman's crash, you know, he tried to take some strides and then he wiped out and crashed in the net super awkwardly. I mean, the ice quality did not seem superb either. And then the last thing I wanted to say, and I hate to tack this on at the end. I feel really bad because we've just been bag on the wings. Raymond had a really nice two games in Sweden. Yeah, man. He was feeling himself. Sure he was all over the place. Obviously, he had From two the home goals. Crowd, baby. Yeah, I mean, he started the comeback against the Ottawa Senators, and then he got the second goal to give him a 2 nothing lead in the second period, an absolute ripper off the post. Raymond had a really good Sweden global series, and I hope that kickstarts him to being a little bit more productive. He's always done the things away from the puck. He's always been the playmaker, um, but getting him on the score sheet is going to be just as important for that top line, especially as Larkin clearly continues to battle through something. And then Debrinket starting to get the motor going too. He had two, I don't think he didn't score against the Leafs, but he had a goal against the Senators and a goal in the game before that. As they continue to start to churn again. I thought the that top line was beginning to like gel again this global series. It's just about getting the numbers, right? I thought in the game against the Leafs, before they began to get caved in, they were looking pretty strong. But then they got caved in and everyone looked bad. Justin Hole, why did you try to make a bl- blind behind your back pass and just turn it over to Tyler Bertuzzi? I will never know. Where was Olimata? Oh, probably, you know, along the boards, not in front of the net. I mean, oh, just stop. Have someone parked in front of the net and lifting sticks. I don't get it. Tyler Bertuzzi's goal happened because somebody just went down to his knee and redirected the putt. Why, why was nobody lifting a stick? Why does nobody take a man in front of our own net? Anyways, this defense, man, we need we need something to change. Agreed. They're so soft in front of their own net. It's so frustrating. Agreed, agreed. All right, that's enough tirading for the day. Uh, the Red Wings don't play again till Wednesday, which sucks for us uh, because we've had two long breaks in the last week, last two weeks. But I think it's good for the rest of the NHL because Red Wings were ahead of the other teams in terms of games played. Give the NHL and the division time to catch up so you get a better sense of where the team will stand come Thanksgiving. But this Wednesday game, I think against the Devils, yeah, is uh, going to be huge because we all know about American Thanksgiving and what people say about it. So good turkey, good turkey, and uh, something about making the playoffs. So they need those two points desperately. Not that it determines who makes the playoffs, but anyways, Scott, any final thoughts? We ball, we ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.